0: Yo, yo, yo. What up? (laughs) Welcome to another witch podcast. I'm Auda. I'm Alan. We are fucking chopping and screwing it up today. We have so many exciting things we're going to do. So like, I don't know if you guys remember Dear Abby from back in the day. Honestly, I think I'm too young to remember Dear Abby. But (laughs) basically, uh, we have a listener question that we're going to answer live. Mm -hmm. Well, now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> so that's gonna be really exciting, and we're gonna talk all things
1: witchy in terms of making a co- uh, making altars, uh, the types of altars that you can make, especially the differences between a devotional and a working altar.
0: Yeah, and in cosmic news, you know, um, where it's all about preparation for the new moon. So stay tuned. In cosmic news. Ooh, that the was moon. sexy. Thank you. i was, <laughs> that immediately broke out of it like ha <laughs> 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 But I've been working on it. Um, the moon is waning. So it's basically right now it's super uh powerful release and releasing energy. It's all mm-hmm. about letting things go, releasing, uh, making room, clearing space always with the like mindfulness and gratitude. But it's definitely super important Um, when the moon is waning, like post full moon, that you're just kind of doing gratitude work, meditation, kind of clearing work. What I like to do too, is sometimes when you don't know what to do, because that happens, right? If you don't know what to do, sometimes just sitting quietly, anyone who knows me knows it's like barely possible, but I've <laughs> learned it's become an acquired taste actually is to just sit still in silence. Um, I'll burn some herbs or something and just allow divine messages to flow. And whatever comes to mind, you have to trust your intuition is guiding you and sending you messages. And then from there you can kind of say, oh, okay, I should be working on this or I should be looking at that. And it helps guide you. Without having to research something, you're more going inward and finding like a deeper meaning for something.
1: I like that. Especially now when you're talking about letting go of things and releasing. I usually like to go along with the waning uh, phase of moons. To look into what my current goals are that I've that I have going on, and then start thinking about like you know it's almost like a like a checking in part of what are the things that I have to kind of like cut away and do away with as I continue with my goal. So it's not like I'm expecting my goal to be complete by the next new moon. I'm actually. Kind of just doing some, you know, uh, checks and balances type of work. To be Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, I'm here so far, so what else do I need to start cutting away so I can continue?
0: I love it. It's like holding yourself accountable and using uh, the, like, not using, but, like, kind of, like, being in tune with the moon phases so that it can help. Like you said, like, you have checkpoints throughout a cycle that you can then connect to your activity. So you can be like, oh, okay. At mm-hmm. this point, I should be X, Y, and Z, you know? And yeah. It, and it helps a lot. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I think that's amazing. Oh, my.
1: Well, we also have the new moon coming up on the 24th.
0: Yes. And, oh, my God, if you follow the moon and the muse, we actually have an event. Um, we're doing our first event of the year, and it's going to be a paint and witch. We're so excited about it. It's going to be really great. So we're basically going to be creating altar art.
1: And Very also cool.
0: um gonna be using some like color theory and color magic. Ooh, I want alter art. Uh-huh. It's gonna be super cool. We're really excited about it. We're really excited about it. Oh my god. Speaking of cosmic news, I'm gonna have to tell them about what happened this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan and I went on an adventure on Saturday, we decided that we wanted to go to this super cute um, Native American shop down in South Jersey, and it was near the beach.
1: Really South Jersey, by the way. Yeah, Uh, yeah. We're we're northerners up here, and that shit was a drive.
0: It was quite the trip. But it was fun. It was
1: so, a fun
0: drive, right? So after we went to the shop, which was adorable, we went to uh, the shore. Like we went to the water's edge. It's just like this little boat house, and um, it was closed, so we had the whole place to ourselves. And we hung out in the parking lot. Literally created a sacred space in the car. Yeah, that was lit fun. Lit a candle, lit incense because we thought that we were gonna be able to hang out outside, but the it was too windy.
1: Aura, though, I have to say, uh, yes, it was very windy, but Aura, I don't know. She had, like, some makeshift. I feel like if this woman was in prison, she'd be able to, like, make a shift of, uh, like, her... make. Or, like, make her own uh, kind of, like, altar. Yeah, like like a witch MacGyver.
0: Right. She's a
1: witch MacGyver. There we go.
0: I did. Absolutely. I was like, okay. I pulled out my little pouch and I was like, okay, here's the candle. Here's the incense. Here's the cards. Here's, you know, I played ambient music on the speaker. Like, the whole bit. So that, yeah, because obviously I'm ready at a moment's notice.
1: I'm sorry. You, I'm just like, I was still a styler one. you really just made like an incense holder out of a can. Like I was just.
0: I did. That's I, right. I just didn't
1: even know what else to say. I was like, okay, we're going there. You're yeah. Because
0: it. I had found, it was so funny. So I had found, um, an unopened bottle of like this. Yelba Mate, energy drink, or whatever. And so I was like, oh, shit, perfect. So anyway, so I drank it, Avi. But then we had this, like, aluminum, you know, fire-resistant moment. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. And so, yeah, just, like, slapped it together real quick. But the best part was I had bundled some of my birthday flowers that had dried really beautifully. I had bundled them and put them... Um, in a little bouquet. And so I decided that I was going to throw them into the ocean as an offering for Yamaya, right? As like a gratitude, just for gratitude purposes. So we get there and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go throw this in the ocean real quick. Alan's like, all right. So I get out of the car and I walk up to the edge. Um, Again, it's a dock, so it's not really beach, right? So I walk up to the edge of this dock and I... (laughs) I throw the flowers into the ocean, and they landed behind me. So I was like, (laughs) the wind was so strong that it literally picked them up. And I also think, like I said to you, that yeah, my dad was like, pause. You ain't even doing it right. (laughs) You should. Alan doesn't have it. Alan don't got no flowers. I didn't know that you didn't bring anything.
1: Right, yeah. So
0: it was kind of like, so you come running out. It was like a movie. Alan comes running out like, no, the flowers. (laughs) And I'm like, ah. And so then we scramble. And I'm like, those are for you. You throw them in. And he's like, okay. Like, it was like do or die, right?
1: It so, was so chaotic, it though. Was, there it was. It was
0: a minute of pure madness.
1: Because the, the winds were were so picking up high. Mm-hmm. Then there was water splashing everywhere. Oh,
0: my God. So that's the best part. So we put the flowers. We finally get the flowers into the ocean. And we speak our intentions and what have you so then as we're like turning around to get back in the car a wave comes crashing up and splashes us like it's a water park Mm -hmm. and we just looked at each other like ah like we literally thought that it was a like a tidal wave. We didn't... Because I, I had my we back were, turned.
1: Yeah, I turned my back too. Yeah,
0: so I didn't know how much water. I just knew that my back was wet. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I turned around to look, I got splashed in the face. So it was literally like, yeah, my dad slapped my butt and kissed my face. And I was like, oh, um, um, you're welcome. <laughs> but it was such an experience. I highly recommend... Going to the ocean on a windy day with some dry flowers. <laughs> it, it is an experience. And make sure that you have a partner in crime who's going to catch. Literally, Alan caught the bouquet. Brought it back. Let's do it. It was the funniest. Oh, my God. It was so cute. I loved it.
1: It was a really fun time, especially just being able to see, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Just the, the waves crashing mm. mm-hmm. so much and uh mm-hmm. we also did it around like sunset so we also yeah. had the skies yeah. kind of really having that all those different types like of colors
0: purples and the and the rich oranges it was a super beautiful moment so yeah so this is relevant to cosmic news because it's was right after the full moon right so it was kind mm-hmm. of like the first the first moments of release is mm-hmm. right right after the full moon is when it the releasing begins. So to start that phase or that cycle with an offering is you releasing something. Like I released these flowers that meant something to me that I had on my altar and I released them to the ocean as an offering um, of gratitude. So it was just like a nice way to um, celebrate the fact that it was... Too warm for January in the Northeast this weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah, it definitely so was. So
0: we like we're like, let's go swimming. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: So I have fifty million altars in my house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god, I have a few too actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, fifty million, obviously. An What's your
0: actual number?
1: Um, maybe I have like I want to say one two, four.
0: Okay. Yeah, oh my god! Wait one. Two,
1: three, four. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, like four. Okay. I would I could say it's one for each direction, but that's not the case.
1: Right? That would have been really great. Yeah, I'd have been like, oh, and this one is
0: for what are your four all This one's four? for the
1: north? Altar for it, everything it, th- in the north.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for all things uh north, House stark. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh well, okay, so I have um a working altar, which we'll I guess be getting into in a little bit. Mm. And then my other three altars are devotional altars. Uh ones that I kinda have like one obviously for ancestors and mm-hmm. then another one for saints and then others and then another one has to do with certain spirits that I work with.
0: So your so you wait, the spirits that you work with, but it's not a working altar. It is a devotional altar The ones So these are just Different like kind of spirits You yeah. feeding your spirits With like offerings And things like that mm-hmm. Cool Cool Yeah I have My Okay so this is gonna sound silly But <laughs> I have altars like everywhere I have an altar In my bathtub In my shower mm-hmm. I've got like crystals And um, Intention Like there's intention there That helps me uh, re- center and realign And whatever Because I do a lot of like spell work And all the things that I do for other people So it's important when I shower To like have that moment Where I'm like able to like clear it all away mm. So I have a really big crystal That my friend gave me It's a huge quartz uh, Clear quartz And I use it as if it was a soap bar Or a sponge sometimes Like okay. if I'm feeling ex- exceptionally heavy I'll like wipe my whole body with it Yeah And it just helps to, like, clear. Like, I'll do, like, a chakra cleansing in the shower. So I have, like, my shower... My cleansing altar, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then I have my herb altar, which is technically, I guess, my working altar. It's where I keep all of my herbs and all of my... um, It's, like, my supply area. But it... When I put it together and started preparing it, I gave it some reverence because I felt like I wanted all my herbs to be enchanted, and I wanted them all to be prepared.
1: Um, Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, it's, like, centralizing that power there, too.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, I kind of, like, the way I set it up and everything has, like, an intention there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I have my... I guess you can call it devotional. I mean, the only reason I say that it is still a working altar is because it changes every day. So, like, every day, like, I light incense there. I change the water out daily. Now it's new, but that's my new thing. But, like, I'm changing the water out daily. And, like, I light incense there. I put things there that I want to um, enchant. Like, for example, I just got this roller oil um, as a gift, and I have it there Preparing And then when it's time, I'll wear it, I'll use it, stuff like that. So I don't... Well, I have, like, devotional moments, but I don't know if I have an entire altar dedicated for devotion only. Mm. Interesting, interesting. So let's to get into it. So, like, I... Yeah, I have... My altars are, like... So what I have is I try to keep things that inspire my uh spiritual connectivity like i'll have those things all around the house in little groups Mm -hmm. like in little clusters so what exactly is an altar like what makes something an altar
1: well i think it speaks a lot to what you mentioned earlier about the space that you have set for your herbs and uh it's a it's an area where you create reverence and where you put focus into what is going to be going on there you know when you make something reverent it's now something that you don't just do whatever with so those spaces are particularly used for whatever it is that you decided that that space is going to be used for so it's like it's like you know like i would not have an altar and then put like my keys there if that's like, like, you know, if I have no reason to put my keys there, you know, I understand like some people might want to put things of like certain items on their altar, especially mm-hmm. like to charge or, uh, you know, to kind of have some blessing there, like especially and car keys are just an example where you might want to do that, you know, yeah. to protect your car or protect your possessions and right. stuff. But what I'm referring to more is, like, the idea of, like, I don't have anywhere else to put my keys, so I'm just going to put it right here. I'm just going to put it on my altar and then walk away. Got it. And, you know, when I have something that's designated, for example, for saints, let's say, then whatever's going to go on that altar is going to have to be something that is devoted to those saints. I'm not going to put, like, a random, like, you know, thing there that doesn't belong. So I think that... What makes an altar in general from what, uh, you know, to go back to your question is more of like what you decide that you are making reverent there, what you're making sacred.
0: Got you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So your sacred space, like something that you've, and it's not a room. It's like a little, like you could, if... You have a tight spot and all you can do, again, you know I love working off of a snack table if you listen to the episodes, but you can have a snack table that has now been dedicated as a small altar. If your space is tiny and you can't do it, you know, like my first altar that I still use is small. Mm-hmm. And I just, which is why there's 15 altars. <laughs> yeah. So my main altar is, is tight and it's, and I just, you know, keep things. And what I do like about a smaller space is that it allows you to harness and focus. Versus if you have tons of room, mm-hmm. you can kind of get lost. And then are is it all dedicated to one energy or now are you... A little all over the place because you have the room to do so. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: And that's, I think, the... Um, I think that's really good what you said there, too. Because when you do have space, I personally go along with the idea. And I don't have, like, a huge amount of space. But I work with it and I put things in certain areas that work. Because I don't want everything, all those energies, bundled up into, like, one altar you know what is ancestor is in my fair opinion in the way that i was taught should not be with anything else that has to do with saints or anything like that because yeah they're two different energies right and um and then also it's kind of giving space for those spirits to have their own room you know it's interesting you don't want to sardine everybody <laughs> into like one and in, into one spot i sure did
0: I have, like, I have everybody together. I'm like, hey, yeah, this is where y'all be at. You guys are my guides. Get, like, get to know each other. And uh, make sure, you know, I'm on the path. Kind of well,
1: thing. guides are different, right? Because even... But they're the
0: same. Like, my, if my guide is an ancestor, if my guide is a deity, if my guide is a wolf, you're like, whatever. You know what I mean? So, like, I kind of... Like I get what you're saying, but I don't know if I differentiate them.
1: Well, yeah, because I guess I guess yeah, we may differentiate them um, because, or we we have differences in that aspect. Because sure. when I look at um, at altars, especially with guides, those can all be there because they're guides. But um, guides are ones that like are assigned to you, right? In 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 cosmic or whatever kind of thing like that at okay. birth they they come and they're the ones that are with you from birth more or less. And yeah. other guys um it gets complicated, but I know like, you know, other guys can kind of come into your life for specific reasons, but I guess the whole idea is that they come to you. And when I come into working with um like for example, with, sp- with saints, I go to them because okay. I want I want to work with them and so I personally petition them. Mm-hmm. So they they're not they're not guides of mine. Okay, they don't come to work with me because they were assigned to come work with me, or that you know we we had made that pact before I came onto Earth or anything like that. It's more of the idea that I'm looking for their help. My guides are there from the get go, and but
0: well, why would you go to your saints and not your guides?
1: Because well that's the thing. I mean, it's the same thing of preference. You know. I might connect to a certain saint because of what I enjoy about their lives and so on. And, you know, I think about what are the things that they've been doing and I might want to go to them. But I also have guys that can help me out as well. Right. So it's just... So why? Well, it's maybe if you want to have some extra help, let's say... Get
0: everybody on board So like holla at the guides, holla at the saints Holla at the ancestors, holla at the
1: I guess so, I mean it could be that And then the other part of it too is that um, With guides um, Also depending on where you are spiritually You may not know who all your guides are So when you're trying to ask your guides for help it does help to know who they are because when you know who they are, you have a better connection with them. And so when you have a better connection with them, you can service them better. You can do more things that build that bond. And then now you have that link. Eventually, you know, I don't know. It's also different energies because certain saints um, have a much more elevated kind of energy than a guide might. So there's that as well.
0: Interesting interesting yeah so let's talk about like some of the things you need on your altar and that need is in quotation marks i've got the air quotes going because it's really person to person right mm-hmm. so like i can tell you my first altar was um <laughs> this is gonna sound so 101 fiddle i'm gonna keep it real so my first altar was um a painting that i had done at like a paint night was my first one. Um, great. And then I had a candle
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a crystal and incense. And so it was the space, because that's how I started. Like, incense was, has always been my call, like my draw, you know? And so it was the space where I would light my incense. That was its original. So before I got really, really into uh, crafting and preparations and spell work and stuff, it was literally just a place where I would go like candles and incense. And that was its home. And I had my little artwork that I had made myself because I'm an artist. I'm a creative. So it was like inspiring to me mm-hmm. to have this piece of art there or whatever. And then over time, as you start to tap in and start to get to know your guides or your um, your deities that, you know, are with you or that you're a part of there. Like, it's a... I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but I had done this, like, past life meditation and it kind of talked about certain deities that I had never really connected to that I started researching and then I saw... Some of the super duper ancient, like Mesopotamian and Sumerian deities, literally, they're, they're like the archetypes of all the deities of all the Pantheons. You know, it all started in Africa, kind of a thing. So it's like those particular deities are the prototypes for all the deities that came after from all the other civilizations. Te- kind of, like in a way, they're all connected. Anyway, so once I started learning that, I started kind of incorporating some of those things. But I had like an evil eye on my altar. It was one of the first things I had mm-hmm. um, for protection. And then, yeah, it literally can... So anyway, saying that to say that it can start off that small where you're just like, this is where I light my incense. This is where I light my candle. This is where I keep... My crystals that I carry in my pocket But when I get home I put them on like Let's say like a selenite plate So that they can clear at night Or I have like a bowl That might have like some salt at the bottom And then you have your crystals on it Because then the salt can help clear them Clear Mm -hmm. them as well So now you basically are giving them a salt bath In between uses so that you can clear the energy off of the crystal. So that's more of like a working altar, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say that all my altars are working altars. And the reverence is, or the um, devotional moments are scattered throughout my apartment, but aren't necessarily in one altar space if that makes sense
1: yeah it does and i think i get it too now better about how you described it too with with working altar and what working altar kind of tends to mean for you Mm -hmm. because they um it's working at a lot of different capacities exactly um and it's multi-purpose kind of thing Mm -hmm. so yeah i think i think that that's really cool and i like the idea about being able to um have an area designated for where you charge your crystals because i'd be losing those things all over the fucking place yeah like i have mm-hmm. i'm still can't find my copper piece that i lost like months ago and i it's because i switch from pocket mm-hmm. to pocket and then i just mm-hmm. never remember to put them anywhere yeah so. it's nice to
0: have a central like home where they all live together but what happens is the more crystals you collect you know, the you run out of space. Like there was no way to house all of my crystals on my original altar. And so what happened was now I have, there's a crystal with each one of my tarot decks. And then there's, um. so now I have bowls or groupings of different crystals that all mean something together. So they're mm-hmm. all like their own little spell. Like mm-hmm. it's their their own little mojo bag, if you will, that I just have to amplify certain energies in my space.
1: Okay. You know
0: what I mean? And so then that way, because like there are crystals that I used to have on my altar that are now on a table that I, you know, because it, it just keeps growing. My magical life is taking over my apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Everything my apartment is crystals, oils, lipsticks, and mascaras. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I put anything, like anything that I think needs charging, I put on my altar. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's so technically, it's a working a working altar. And then the herb altar is just for that. It's just for supplies for the moon and the muse, supplies to make my products with. So they're always enchanted because that that whole area was enchanted before I filled it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. For, for my working altar is um, the way that um, I've conceptualized it, I guess, is more of the idea of where I tend to do all the work that... I might later on put on one of the devotional um, uh, altars. Got
0: it. So you prepare it at your working altar and then place it on a devotional altar.
1: Yeah. So, like, let's say mm-hmm. if I'm preparing a candle, um, mm-hmm. and especially if it's like for a saint or for actually even one of my ancestors mm-hmm. or or uh, with the other spirits that I work with, then. That's where I'll do the candle prepping. Mm-hmm. I'll do the carving there. I it's like you know you I have all my items on there. Your altar? At my working altar, yeah. Wow, there's no room.
0: <laughs> I'm like I'm like blown away that you even have that kind of room. Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: but like I said, I mean it's just like with working with, because I, I, I don't really don't have that much room like that. It's just right. the areas of where I put certain things. It kind of just works out like mm-hmm. that but um that's where i'll do like so those are where my supplies are my carving um you know i guess utensils are there um along with my oils my herbs um if you know i have i do have incense in that area and then i have incense in by where i do have the devotional stuff because but those are like more and specifically you bought
0: for them yeah,
1: yeah it's yeah, more yeah. specifically like for those Altars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like incense. If I'm gonna be working like at my working altar, it's like money incense or stuff like having to do with that mm-hmm. um, to give the energy to the work that I'm preparing. Mm-hmm. So that's where I tend to do stuff. So when I make incense, for example, that's where I'm making my incense.
0: Yeah. So if you were gonna say, um, so if you were talking to someone who doesn't have an altar but wants one, mm-hmm. what are like the top five things you think? They should have on their altar.
1: Um, I would say that you should have, um... Okay, well, I would say before any of that, I would say you should have something to clean with. Hmm. Something that you should be able to clean your space with.
0: Because... The, like, uh, countertop? Like, the, uh, surface? Or... Cleaning
1: the the surface and then, you know, well, you can clean the surface, yeah, and then... Also for uh cleansing um you're talking you know, about like a cleaning spray, stuff.
0: like a smudge spray?
1: Well, okay, so what I'll use um with not my ancestor altar but the other ones, I'll use like a solution of some spiritual colognes with like holy water and stuff like that. Okay. And like sea salt and stuff like that, you yeah. Know? Um and then I'll use that for cleaning um, up the, the altar itself Like this actual surface of it yep. And then I'll put everything out there So that's what I tend to do Um, But Yeah so I would say having something to clean with Is like one of the main things To have because It's a lot of energies that gather up there too after a while And then you know I just like to keep things clean um, The other thing that I would say The other things I would say probably To be able to have uh candles, I usually always have two candles, and they're always usually just like two white candles because they anchor. I'll have them anchoring at the at each altar mm-hmm.
0: um, so you have two candles per altar,
1: so the right, top, except so for top my five. ancestor one
0: cool, so top five so far, we have like some type of a smudge spray, like a clearing cleansing spray blend. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. And you can pick one up at the store. Like, um, rebels and outlaws makes really good one House Freya makes good ones. Um. I bought a lavender mist, and I have a lavender and a Palo Santo, and then I have all the classics. You could use Florida water,
1: mm-hmm.
0: straight up Florida water, to cleanse. Okay, cool. So let's say Florida water for lack. Uh, you know you can go on a hunt, whatever you're into, but some type of a water and a uh, candles and what else
1: um i would get incense uh just because yeah i like to have that all the incense yeah uh what else um i'm just trying to think of like what i have on my other altars that's like common theme like i would say um something of a visual kind of thing to have as an inspiration so if you know am i am I working altar? I guess I kind of have something like that, and it's more having to do with like more nature based kind of stuff okay. imagery that I have around there uh-huh. um, my devotional ones obviously are just like whatever statues I have there, or images like prayer cards or whatever
0: mm-hmm. um, so do you recommend a statue?
1: You could have one if there is one if you're specifically making a devotional one so you don't think you could
0: just have a statue on your altar if your call to it. Like, it, now it's, like, turning into something else?
1: I think it just depends because, like, that's the other thing about um going back to the whole thing about making a reverend. I think it's just, like, understanding, like, what it is that that purpose is for. Okay. Like, why am I putting that statue there?
0: Right. Like, not just throwing everything together because you think... Although, that's what you're called to do. We always... So, Alan and I disagree on these types of things all the time because he's uh- a very... um how do I say it? Like your I feel like your spirituality is more structured. And mine is more like, Bueno, I my spirit guide said to put this here. And you're like, yeah. why is that there? And I'm like, because that's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just do it. I do what I'm called to do. Like if I am meditating and I'm inspired, like right now, um, I have a green tarot on one of my altars. Um i am not buddhist particularly you know what i mean but i was called to put her there then days later i'm at my friend's house and we're pulling goddess cards and i pulled green tarot Mm -hmm. so for me it was kind of like a confirmation that i did what i was called to do to connect me to a divine purpose you know what i mean So I was like, "Eh, interesting. When that, you know, I always get very like, oh my God, it's so connected.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I just think that um, you have to really be sure of having discernment when it comes to certain things. Right. Because some things might come to you and you might Mm -hmm. be like, oh, that's such a great idea. I think I should do that. And and I think that that's exactly what you should not do maybe in certain situations (laughs) because that's not necessarily what what um should be happening and i think that i think what's what i guess like i'm i'm trying to say is that what are you trying to say is the whole thing of discernment of being able to say like okay i'm doing this um because i am being guided and not yeah yeah and i'm not saying like oh i'm just doing this because oh it's pretty or whatever kind of thing like that
0: Right, but in the begin, And I completely understand what you're saying But in the beginning, I feel like When you're starting to learn to listen to your in- intuition And you're starting to, um, you know, evolve your discernment I think it's important to just kind of trust When you're called to like white flowers Because I think they're pretty I like white flowers I I'm, I love all flowers, but I'm using this as an example So I'm going to put white flowers on my altar But now to your point, because I do things like that. But then to your point, if I'm working with a specific deity that doesn't like white flowers or prefers red flowers, I'm missing a note, like I'm missing a piece of it because I don't know what that specific deity enjoys. Obviously, I'm not paying attention to the deity's needs. And I'm only thinking of myself because I like white flowers. Right. Mm -hmm. So then that's when the discernment, that's when the structure is better. To have a little bit of understanding of what, like Green Tara, for example, like what is she into, what does she like, and kind of having that there for her, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah, but I think so. I ultimately, I and mean, I love that we like agree to disagree in such a good way. I'm really proud of us right now, <laughs> because there have been times to be like, well, wind up with you could do it like that if that's how you're called to. <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's so important to kind of like trust your instinct and if you're called to start creating an altar um you don't have to spend a lot of money you know like altar no, cloths no you really don't yeah like altar cloths are cool but like make sure that they speak to you like if you start your i remember in the beginning like i would just have my favorite bandana as mm-hmm. my altar cloth for a while just because it was my favorite so it was a sacrifice to put it there mm-hmm. because you know if you get embers from burning bay leaves or if you get wax on it from, you know, whatever. Like, I ha- I love dripping candles, things like that. So things tend to get a bit disruptive sometimes on my altars. And I know if I know that that's what's about to happen, I prepare for it. Like, I'll put it under a plate, a plate under it so that I can catch the wax so that I can still kind of keep it neat. Because like you were saying, you like to keep things clean on your altar. Mm-hmm so that it's res- it's like out of respect. It's like when you're showing up to see someone and you look good like they know that you've taken the time to be to be presentable mm-hmm. for them. So, I think it's all about creating something that's presentable and that impresses your like impresses you. Like you want something that when you see it you're like, "Yes, you witchy ass bitch. That's fire." <laughs> like I like sometimes I put something together and I'm like, "Poof, that's amazing." Mm-hmm. And so um yeah, so altar 101, top 5 candle, incense, they're probably rolling their eyes like, "So you mean everything we ever do for any of the rituals." Yes. Exactly. Candle, incense. Um I like clear quartz. I like smoky quartz, I like amethyst. Um but also having some type of artwork or something that's handmade by your by your hands whether it's a painting whether you braid something and put it there. You just want something that you've used your hands to kind of create because then that will spark some enchantment like so then it'll kind of like this Might sound weird, but it'll enchant your hands in a way. Mm -hmm. And so then whatever you use your hands for going forward will have like a touch of enchantment to it because you have that on your altar as well. But yeah, I'm all about it. And incense, I light incense three or four times a day. Like I light an incense in the morning, I light incense when I get home. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, I was also going to say too that uh, maybe having like a book with you book on the on your altar that you write with that you can journal certain things i would say on like if like i don't know for me for like the devotional um ones um i have certain prayer books because of ones that i you know like i said more like the like the catholic based kind of thing um more like it be kind of base of things um so certain certain things do have a structure there but I mean, if you have, let's say, like, you wrote up your own devotional prayers would yeah. be great to have as well. And then you can always keep that on your altar because you can maybe regularly do those types of prayers to so those you spirits.
0: Would, so you would say keeping, like, your spell book or your grimoire, or your book of shadows on your altar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually keep mine in my um, incense bin because I have, I don't know, like, maybe 2,000 incense sticks, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But I keep it in there... So that it's always, like, surrounded by all this, like, magical... Aroma, like you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, like I don't know. And then every time I take it out, it's always like like this. Well, especially of...
1: because you connect a lot with incense. Yeah, that's you true. You personally, you know, mm-hmm. you you do connect a lot with like the aroma and like the scent of stuff. And yeah. you, and not to mention like you have like I don't know like the nose that could pick up like all these different notes. You're like, I'm wow, do you smell that lilac? And I was like, no, I just no. smell like a flower mm-hmm. right yeah, now. <laughs> like, yeah, you know,
0: I'm like, it's so powdery. It almost smells purple and you're like nope <laughs> <Not> <laughs> right at all. but I think honestly I think incense is the easiest way to create sacred space mm-hmm. like you light an incense and people walk into it and whether they're into it or they're not it shifts energy right yeah. away
1: I think well definitely that and I think when you have any kind of candle lit I think too True. like whenever I see a candle lit anywhere I'm always like yeah. Like, you know, a moth to a flame. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Because I see it and I'm like, oh, what, I mean, what kind of candle is that? What do they light? Yeah. Even if it's like a scented candle, I'm mm-hmm. just automatically curious. Yeah. Um, And then, you know.
0: I love it. Yeah. Fire is
1: very uh, primal. Mm hmm. So it definitely connects you
0: to your uh instinct. Yeah. When you light candles. So I love that. Yeah. Totally. I love that. So Altar 101. Are you confused yet? Like, there's you were like, everyone's like, so you can put anything on an altar, really?
1: Well, you really, yeah. I mean, I guess, like, to, to make it a little bit more succinct, you could put anything on there. Uh-huh. I would just say use discernment to understanding yeah. what you're right. going to put there. Right. And then also say what your purpose is yeah. for putting, for erecting an altar.
0: I would say witchcraft 101 is mindfulness. So like if you're doing things mindfully and with intention, then things are there for a reason. So like Alan said, you're not gonna use your altar as storage. You're not gonna put your keys there. You're not gonna whatever, unless you're trying to bless your keys. Like let's say that you're then leaving the next day on a road trip. You know, mm-hmm. you can put your keys on your altar, and just say a little prayer, light some incense and a candle, cause you want to, you know, like bless your journey, etc. So I just it's all about mindfulness and once you are tapped into your mindfulness and your intuition and you have learned discernment you can kind of start to develop your own alter practices definitely all right so for this section our newest um our newest thing which we are so excited that you guys are sending us questions to talk about <laughs> um so someone who will remain anonymous let's call her Schmallison she yeah. basically reached out and said that she was listening to one of our previous episodes and wants to know whether in a particular situation she should ba- bind or banish. Mhm. Quick background. So her father is dating this woman that he works with and she my friend, or this person, Anonymous, Schmalison, believes that she did work on him. Some type of brujeria. And so she's like, should I bind or banish, Alda?
1: What kind of brujeria?
0: We don't know. I didn't I didn't do any spell work on it. I didn't do any readings on it. Mm. And she just um, had reached out via Another Witch Podcast, oh. Instagram, and was like, yo... I'm listening to such and such episode. Like, what do you think I should do?
1: Right. Oh, because I was just going to say, like, if he's dating her and she did brujeria on him, but, like, the brujeria was so that he can always have a good erection during their sex life, then I'd be like, bueno, I don't see any problem with that brujeria. I don't see any problem. You don't need to bind their bad nothing.
0: (laughs) Nothing. Also, (laughs) because she is a third party. Uh It complicates things a little bit because she has no idea what the inner workings of this relationship are, right? Mm. So real talk, like I think, professionally speaking, (laughs) that a binding spell in this case is better. The reason I say is because banishing, if you banish someone, like you're affecting, it's like ripples in a pond now because now you are banishing this person from someone else's life so you could break their heart even if you think it's in their best interest it's their life to live right yeah right in the banishing case but if you're binding them
1: do it yeah if you're binding them that means that they're not going to be able to use whatever it is that they're trying to use on that person but they can still remain in that person's life right so it's like taking like the sting out of a bee or well that would kill the bee but it's right. just taking i was gonna say like,
0: like, a cat but also don't do it i would never ever not never never do it
1: yeah never never um, but but
0: it's kind of like that like yeah. taking the poison out of the snake
1: there and letting the snake still, Eso. like, exist. Exactamente. I'm never good at analogies, no matter how I try, but...
0: I be trying, I don't know, but, like...
1: But, yes, taking the poison out of the snake. Because, um, you know, that person may be actually a really important uh part of the father's life. And uh, for exactly. whatever reason, you know, she's there. But if you don't want her interfering or trying to change up things right. to be in her favor... Right. For whatever reason, then you know binding would be a better solution, yeah, like
0: I think she I think ultimately the goal is to reverse any negative effects that this person's energy has had on the key players in schmalison's life definitely right, so binding
1: binding for sure, and I think just in general, whenever you're trying to figure out what's probably better to or like what's going on like you were saying earlier mm-hmm. is probably um doing some sort of spiritual consultation to understand what what actually is like being thrown about.
0: Right. So now getting deeper into the question, let's say that she is doing brujería. Can you without investigating and trying to get to the bottom of exactly what she's doing just return to sender and call it a day?
1: I would say yeah. Because if you do a return to sender, really then, that is basically what's in the name. You're sending back whatever energy or or work she's doing on the person. Mm -hmm. And it's just giving her a taste of uh, what she's been doing.
0: Yep. So let's cut right to the ritual and the item of the day. So the item and the ritual is a return to sender?
1: A return to sender.
0: Do you have an example of a good... I would buy a candle.
1: I would buy a candle You know they actually have returned to send a candle I was about to
0: say that And it's super straightforward It already has everything Enchanted in it That you need mm-hmm. You light it Or you can carve The person's name into it Or put it, make a petition paper mm-hmm. For it Yeah And then like that candle And the like I said Mindfulness is key So it's kind of like If you do it With very specific intention You on average Do get the result That you want
1: yeah especially if you're gonna do a petition paper um you it's it's basically i mean it would be a simple petition paper i would just put the person's name you know and write it five times and then you know
0: like bart simpson
1: (laughs) right at the beginning of of every simpsons uh theme but no, I'm saying like you know, you take their their name, you write it out five times. Date of birth would be great too if you could add it in there, mm-hmm. and uh, five times, and then you put some maybe like some domination oil on it or something like that. And what then, if they don't have domination oil? Domination, um, things that would dominate. Ugh, can't think of any on the top. Of Off my the head. top of your head. So could they use like? Uh, you could put black actually, salt. Black salt is one thing But actually What's coming to mind Are cloves Ooh, cloves Yeah, so you can put cloves in I like that Um, If not that And if you do have a picture Which is a lot easier too nowadays Yeah I would just take the picture And then just include you Include know, it
0: in the petition paper
1: Include it in the petition paper Or just put it onto the candle Put the tape on it Let's say you don't have to put it right
0: onto the candle. Return Mm -hmm. to this bitch right here,
1: right?
0: Okay, Schmalison. So, the answer (laughs) to your question is a return to sender candle. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Google it, Google it. it. I can google it. Yeah, you do. And although I'm definitely about to add that to the shop, so stay tuned. Like, oh, so we need a return to sender candle? Cool, I'm on it. Um, and um, some binding. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My favorite binding spell is. Putting their name in some type of a vessel. Um, I like plastic Tupperware so that it doesn't shatter in the freezer. Mm-hmm. It's like a cute little plastic Tupperware moment. Write their name on a piece of paper. Um, a picture's cool too. Yeah. And put that some bitch in the Tupperware container, fill it with water. Top or no top and throw it in the freezer.
1: Oh, freezes right into it. Yeah.
0: Yep. And then it'll freeze. And then you kind of like put that person on ice. Like it's like literally telling them to chill. Mm
1: -hmm. Like
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger and
1: Batman. Oh, that was a good reference. Everybody chill. I like that. Just (laughs) make sure you never use that ice. And put it into like an, an ice imagine? or something else.
0: That's like that meme that was like when your husband takes the the jar out of the freezer, oh. and, and you're <laughs> and like, "What boring. have you done?" Like, <laughs> 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 oh my god! But yeah, could you imagine if somebody just had all the haters in the world and it was just like a freezer full of like random containers, and you'd just be like, "Okay, right?"
1: You'd be like, "Oh, is this last week's soup?" And it's like, "No, that was." Melanie. Yeah.
0: Shmelanie.
1: <laughs> Shmelanie <laughs> who I put in there.
0: How long do you keep that in your freezer? Like in debt until you've seen progress?
1: I would say in probably until you've seen progress. And then I... if you see progress, do you take it
0: out or do you leave it in there because you've seen progress? Do you know what I'm saying?
1: It's a good point. But I think that, I mean, I would n- normally, pr- I would pr- like work that is long term. I don't know if it ever stays too long-term just because, you know, that's impractical.
0: Ebbs and flows and cycles and right. things. And, yep.
1: So, you you kind of just take a look at it. If there's any kind of progress that you see, that's good. Maybe you continue, but you probably would have to maybe reinforce it by probably having to redo it again. Or really? you, might have you think you to, would have to do the same thing again? If the person has... or. You know, that's the thing that I'm saying, like, when, when it kind of, like, you see progress.
0: Yeah.
1: I would see it as, like, not everything is in a vacuum again. So, like, mm. you see progress about something, that means that the relationship has changed mm. between you and that person that you've frozen. Or between that person and whoever like else the is situation.
0: Involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so, when that already automatically happens and you start seeing those kind of changes, that other person changes as well who's involved.
0: Uh, So so then everything should change Because everything is changing Right because Uh, like
1: if she's already bound Right right, And now let's say If there really was brujeria being done And she's not now. None of the things that she was doing Are having any effect on the husband Or Mm -hmm. the father Rather um, Then you know He'll maybe have his whereabouts He'll understand things more He'll see her behaviors And if it was negative things that she was trying to Um, you know, dominate him or control over put control over, he'll change and he'll be like, what am I doing in this relationship? And he'll end it. Mm. So there's no more need to really keep her bound.
0: Mm. So there's, you know, got it. I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's genius. So
0: definitely, um, I'm into the return to sender thing and binding in this case because banishing could result in more drama. And now, and at that point, you're kind of like taking the decision making away from the father who and it's his relationship to begin
1: with yeah exactly
0: i like that okay so there you go Schmalison. good luck and we can't wait to hear all about it
1: (laughs) we're innovators (laughs) i just want to start that off (laughs) and then (laughs) so because of that Another witch podcast will be changing here and will be shifting as new things come to light. And that
0: was so great. <laughs> we are innovators. The ingenuity.
1: <laughs> as as we start coming um in with getting, you know, uh questions from our listeners, uh and actually, other things that might come into our interest that we might want to include into the episodes, uh, we're going to be shifting around here and there. So not every episode is going to be exactly as structured with Cosmic News and the item rating, and, and an the whatever. Item. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, we just want to keep it fresh. Like we feel like, OK, yeah, we could do a reading for you. Sure. We could do the item of the episode. Those are fun. But exploring different topics and definitely doing like answering your questions because in answering your questions we can discover new items we can discover different rituals that are connected to specific subjects and intentions so Mm -hmm. if you have something specific that you need help with like we're here and more than willing to answer your questions so every week we're going to kind of tackle someone's question
1: exactly and from there we're going to see what also grows out of it because as Aura's mentioning you we might actually find that There's some things that you can include and you can uh, in terms of like an item or a spell or ritual that can benefit you as well.
0: Exactly. And so your question could be like, what crystals are best for blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, in episode this, you mentioned that. So that's how this question came to be, because it was like in your episode about binding versus banishing, like I immediately imagined this woman Mm-hmm. Which one should I do? You know what I mean. Then we had like another. We had another person who had messaged us about a bay leaf that she burned, and like, what like when to burn it, what to burn it for. So the most important thing uh, for me anyway, for my practices, I love paying attention to the moon cycles. So right now you're in waning moon. Everything is about releasing, letting go, moving through things, um, kind of like checking your progress on something that. Maybe, like, making room for something. Like, let's say that you had an intention during the full moon or during new moon. Now you can work on what you could get out of its way so that it can continue manifesting for you. So while you're doing, like Alan said, your checks and balances, um, putting some solution-based action in place that helps guide your manifestation to fruition.
1: Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Perfect. So I
0: think, you know, moon cycles are super important. But keep us in the loop, you know, follow us, DM us, shout us out anywhere. We we love it. And our podcast is kind of transforming in 2020 to be more inclusive where we're not just talking at you, but we're actually um talking about you and interacting more with our listeners because we love you. And we started this because we just were like one day sitting here like, wow, we're we just have all this information that we just keep sharing back and forth like a volleyball game. Mm-hmm. Why not, you know. Why not
1: share it with all of you guys?
0: Exactly. So we want nice. more of your feedback. And we definitely want you guys to um, tell us some of your concerns. Some of your, you know, amazing progress that you're making. And some of your magical practices.
1: And if you've tried any of our uh, items out or uh, our rituals, recipes. You know, let us know and let us know how they came out.
0: Definitely. We want to hear all about it.
1: Until next time.
0: Love you guys. Talk soon.